0: Welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Chamberlain. How are you doing, Matt? I'm having a great week. What about you? It's been good. Um, My Thunder won last night, kind of surprisingly. um, Came back from a big halftime deficit against the Rockets. PG. PG. PG MVP. Um... Uh, you know, it's been good. Other than that, how about your week? I mean, your team won the Super Bowl a week ago. so Yeah, so I'm going to got that. That'll kind of cancel out how the Celtics have played against the other LA teams. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'll, I'm still riding that high, and yep. I'll continue to ride that high. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you could ride that high for the next year. Until, until we win it again. Yeah, until you get back <laughs> next year. And then Tom Brady, whenever, until Tom Brady decides to retire, that's how long you can... Mm-hmm ride super bowl winning highs let's go um before we get back into basketball (laughs) it seems like every podcast we start talking about football or other sports um we were watching some good bull riding just just before this there's no good (laughs) such thing as good bull riding um anyway follow us on twitter at nba couch and podcast i promise we are an nba (laughs) podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. Um let us know, follow us like us. Um Give us ratings. Let us know what you think about the show. We'd much appreciate your feedback and support. Matt, why don't you recap episode 15? 16, my 16. bad. I, I didn't oh, change that. Oh, shoot. Because we're into this. Yeah, this is episode 17. I forgot. Like It's it's flown. Yeah, it has. 17 weeks into this thing. So, um, quick recap on 16. So, the All-Star Reserves were announced. We gave you some updates on the Anthony Davis situation. Um, what was going to happen. What wasn't going to happen. The Pelicans deciding ultimately not to trade him. Kristaps um, getting sent to Dallas. The projected te- de- trade deadline deals that we wanted to happen or that might happen, um, we get pretty close. Yeah. Some of them, um, and then our couple games of the week. My game of the week was the Raptors 76ers game. I thought Toronto would win 109 107. Turns out Toronto won 119 107. I went, I watched this game and I so badly wanted Toronto <laughs> just kind of slipped up going down the stretch and, and they held on. But I'll, I was pretty close on that. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty proud. That's back to back weeks you've gotten the score right on on, on the game, losing team, game yeah. of the week, and close on the winner too. So working on it. And then Ryan's game of the week. He had the Rockets Kings game. He predicted one thirty four, one twenty two houston would win turned out to be a 127 101 houston win ran away with that one yeah i was kind of i was disappointed i I really wanted that just to be like up and down yeah and 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 i mean like the kings just didn't end up scoring they didn't didn't have it that game yeah which that's 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 the mark of a young team yeah that's fine um nba news this week there's a lot that happened the trade (laughs) deadline finished up on Thursday, and it looked like it was going to be a slow trade deadline outside the Anthony Davis stuff. And then, like, with 48 hours left, like 15 deals got done. I know. Half the league was like, hey, let's get in on this. (laughs) It was crazy. Um, The top of the East was, like, really active, kind of in an arms race to see who can get to the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of teams got under the—tried to get under luxury tax— um, some of them did. I think most of them did, yeah, didn't they? I think Golden State was the only luxury tax team that really just didn't make a move. I mean they don't really need they don't to. really care, but everyone else who was above the tax was yeah. trying to get under or at least lessen their yeah. tax burden um. And later, we'll go through all of the trades. Most of the significant ones and some of the side ones. Um, all-star draft happened at the <laughs> end of the draft I, deadline. I, I know. like sure. It's like the deadline happened three hours later or something. Oh, Let's do this, too. Why? Like Just put it on the next day. Like Put y- it on the Friday. Yeah. I, I like that it's after the trade deadline. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it should be the same day. So the two teams were... LeBron and Giannis, the two captains. Um, LeBron's team is, of course, LeBron, KD, Kyrie, Kawhi, Harden, AD, Clay. And stop me if you've <laughs> if we've talked about half of those guys before because they're all on contract deals. Most of them outside of Harden. <laughs> um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, Damian Lillard. Um, there was a trade for Ben Simmons, Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns, Bradley Beal, LaMarcus Aldridge, and plus Dwayne Wade. And then did you see Dirk's clap back to LeBron? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and for those of you who didn't, uh, LeBron said... Uh, it was something along the lines of, like, yeah, of course I'm going with Dirk. And he's like, no, nah, I'm joking. I'm going with D Wade. And then, uh, Dirk quote tweeted that, uh, like, I think TNT yeah. tweeted out and Dirk quote tweeted and said, you want to hear a really funny joke, LeBron? You and D Wade in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Dirk's priceless. Dirk is, he needs to be like enshrined right now in the Basketball oh, yeah. Hall of Fame. He's so For good. For sure. Um... And of course, Giannis's team is Giannis, Steph, Embiid, PG, Kemba, Chris Middleton, Jokic. The trade for Ben Simmons was to get Russell Westbrook, um, uh, uh, Blake Griffin, uh, Kyle Lowry, Vucevic, and D'Angelo Russell, plus Dirk. Um, and it, for those of you keeping track at home, Victor Oladipo, of course, is out um, with that injury and won't be playing in the All-Star game. Anthony Davis returned to uh, Pelicans lineup. Kind of. Um, he scored 32 points, nine rebounds, and three blocks in 25 minutes. Which, and that's, which that, that's just crazy that's, right there. Yeah, in that, like, a stat line right there would be, I don't know, a lot of guys' like career yeah. highs, yeah. Um, but didn't play in the fourth quarter, and the Pelicans ended up winning because they were playing the Minnesota Timberwolves, was, and, yeah. and they're god-awful. We watched most of that game, and that was just blech. It was painful. It was a lot of block. Andrew Wiggins taking long twos. Yeah. Um, um, John Wall, our favorite like person to make fun of on those yeah. podcasts, um gets injured uh, or his injury gets worse. his <laughs> Achilles and will miss the next 12 months. Apparently he slipped and fell at home and might miss all of next season. So I guess John Wall is now the has the athleticism of me <laughs> and my uh clumsiness. Is that's unbelievable? This the NBA has to be the best. Like, what other league happens like that happens in, and that's a storyline. Like, it's because he's a forty million dollar player. That's and cra- then former number one overall pick. That it's so big, but I just I, a perfect like encapsulation of like the Wizards, yeah, and what they've been and where they're going. they I mean, they have to start taking right. Like, they can't. Like, they traded Otto Porter. We'll talk about say that later. They they got a little active at the trade deadline, but I, again, one of these directionless teams I think this point. You would think Bradley Beal would run out. You would think, unless... I, I have no idea. I don't know. He's still super young, too. I feel like he's yeah. been in the league forever, but he's young. Because he only played a year of college. That's true. Um, last thing on the news. Kevin Love returns from toe injury. Um... It was kind of weird not hearing about his name floated around around trade deadline. Kind of that same idea you just had with Bradley Beal. Yeah, like, like why doesn't he want out of this? Yeah, he can probably be helpful with the team trying to the, get him to stay. Uh, Cleveland's probably asking way too much for him. Yeah, probably. And teams probably just weren't willing to offer that. And, like, what kind of... Like, what, where would he fit on a playoff team? I mean... <laughs> good point i think it's also like the contract it's a big contract yeah. it's a four year deal so they i just think this yeah, he would probably be helpful to a lot of teams but it's like where does that contract fit into the greater scheme of the nba going forward especially knowing like this is a big free agency yeah. um, summer coming up so i wouldn't but be surprised if he gets moved just not now yeah so i just, i wondered why we didn't hear his name a little more yeah uh, it's a good point line. Um, Because it kind of was brought up at the beginning of the season before he got hurt mm-hmm. about trading him. And then he got hurt, and that kind of went away. So let's move on to our newest segment on this podcast, NBA Thought of the Week. Matt, what did you see this week that you want to talk about? So, and I watched um, their, their most recent game after their acquisition, Philly. Mm. So you went out, you made the biggest splash of, like, the – wednesday thursday trade deadline um just thought question who's uh who's taking the last shot because not all your games are going to go quite as well as tobias harris's first (coughs) game game with philly so what all what happens on those on those big games because you're you're making this deal for the playoffs so um got a lot of shooters only one ball who, who, who's putting it up? Do they have a lot of shooters? That's, they just got. They got a lot of dudes who like to try and put the ball in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> um, put it that way. That's a good question. You would think Jimmy Butler? I would think Joel Embiid. But, I mean, I. I can, it depends on the situation, right? If you're down three, like you need yeah, three. if that's it, then you got guys like Redick still, or now Tobias, Jimmy Butler. I, uh, a good side shooter. note. Like, a lot of people are high on Philly right now. I'm not. As high as some people? They shook up their team. They've really, between that deal, Markell, and then just even the Jimmy Butler trade back at the beginning of the year, they've just flipped this team on its head, which could pay huge dividends. But you might start getting into some of the problems, even more so, like Boston's in right now. There's just too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, and someone, someone's someone's kind of getting not left out, but they're not being the the star. Yeah. that they think they are. It's pedal to the metal, right? Like mm-hmm. we talk about, like accelerating their timeline. This is dumping I mean, uh, two gallons of gasoline yeah. on the fire. And yeah, and I mean, maybe it, it works. It may maybe. maybe it works, and I'm sure all Philly hopes it works because if it doesn't work, this could just go sideways really fast i mean there's so many like the scary thing is to me is like okay so you're getting two guys and jimmy butler and tobias harris who are on expiring contracts there's a desperate team in new york who (laughs) who will do anything and like if they don't get Kyrie and kevin durant or both of them like are they just gonna throw a max contract on one of those guys i wouldn't be surprised by that and so that's the thing. If you're Philly, did you just give up Darius Arich, Robert Covington, and then in this latest deal, future draft picks, uh, a young guy in Landry Shamet who you like, and and some other useful pieces for two guys who walked on you. Yeah, that's why it's a it's a big high ceiling play, but the the floor is also pretty low. Knowing you still have beat and Simmons, your your floor is still good but man this could really alter philly's future for the next four or five years i will add that we or at least me i berate like the new orleans pelicans for not doing anything and kind of just being passive and not really putting anything around anthony davis to elton brand's credit this is he's trying (laughs) this is as good as it gets like you can't like getting tobias harris like he's a really good player and all of a sudden you have like kind of a shooter now around what a team like all year hasn't really had shooting outside of J.J. Redick. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, this feels more Daryl Morey-ish where he's just like, I'm going to improve this team now. Yeah. And you just make the move. I'm not going to knock Philly for making the move, but this is something that now Brett Brown has to work out on the court. Yeah, if it backfires, it's not going to be good. Nope. Not good at all. So what's your thought of the week? Um, so my question, kind of like yours, Charlotte Hornets, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you didn't do anything at the trade deadline, and you needed to, and you have a free agent coming up this summer and Kemba Walker. That did you want to keep. <laughs> did you entice him to stay at all? No, and that's part of my, my issue with a couple teams. Them, Minnesota was another. I wish New Orleans would have been a little more active. Not necessarily A.D., like, these types of teams where it's like, you got a, a guy or a guy or two, and you want to impress them, you want to build around them, and you just didn't do anything. Yeah, you're kind of asleep at the wheel. It's like, oh, we can keep going. No, like, there's a deadline to this. Like, you yeah. got to do something. No one's on the buyout markets coming to Charlotte. no. No, no one in the free agent market is coming to Charlotte. (laughs) Like what? Like I, I said the Knicks again. They have a ton. The Lakers are gonna have cap room. Yeah. Do you think like if the Lakers don't end up getting Anthony Davis or Kyrie, like Kimba's a dude. Like he would play in a heartbeat next to LeBron. He wants to win. Exactly. That's why that type of a team, and this one in particular, specifically in Charlotte, you're making a great point. What, what, what you're doing? Because if you're not trying to get better, you are therefore getting worse. Cause, yeah. Because teams are are leaping you at this point. I mean, you're getting left in the dust. Like, I have more like faith in the Brooklyn Nets right now than you. And that's saying a lot coming from what the Brooklyn Nets were. I'll uh, say two years ago. Yeah. Brooklyn was... Riding the struggle bus Yeah And now like They're all of a sudden Pushing in the playoffs They got a good Young team And they're gonna have A lot of cap space They did it the right way Even after they mortgaged The future to Boston I mean it's them what Like eight years To get back It took them a while But I mean They're back Yeah Relatively speaking Like for as much As they can be Knowing their situation And you have a head coach You like Mm Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't know like, I don't know what they're doing, what the thought process is there. It's going to be interesting last 30, less than 30 games for mm-hmm. Charlotte to see where what happens with them. Are they in the playoff hunt right now? Like, are they in so or are they out? They're, they're right there. Let me pull it up real quick. Because in the bottom of the East, it changes real quick. They're in seventh right now because Miami's kind of falling off. But... Detroit is in the 9 spot right now, and they're only a game and a half back of Charlotte for the So, seven. theoretically, if you're Charlotte, you play, right now, Toronto. Uh, Yeah, you do. And you're going to get bounced real quick, if that's the case. There's... Jeez. Yeah, I'll say the 7-8 spot is just a really tough place to be, because... You're either getting Milwaukee, Toronto, if Philly gets it together, if Boston gets it together. I mean, there's really no great spot of that bottom half of the Eastern playoffs. But, I mean, you're just asking to get bounced in four games. Oh, man. Charlotte's a tough spot. And they have some pieces, like... um, I don't know. I'm just kind of over them. Like, they just need to rebuild. Like, they just need to tank and rebuild mm-hmm. at this point. And Michael Jordan, as great of a player as he was, he has not been a great owner. I mean, I can't put it all on him, but I get the point. Yeah. Like, it, you have to be willing to not make the playoffs at some point. Like, okay. a, you just have to accept. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we move on to our first topic of the week, the trade deadline. Man, it happened. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is... One of the most memorable in, like, the last three seasons, I think, trade deadline. Yeah, because I was trying to think, like, back to last year. The Blake Griffin deal was a little bit earlier than the trade deadline. Um, It was, like, a week or two before. But, I mean, there weren't, like, big, big deals last year outside of that one that I can really recall. It was kind of a weak trade deadline last year. A lot of, like, little side moves. Yeah. Which is is fine. fine. That's most of the time what you should... Like, expect, and if it's more than that, then it's clearly just teams like really swinging for the fences. But teams did that this year outside of New Orleans deciding to not trade Anthony Davis and just. So I know, <laughs> embarrass the Lakers. You and I talked about that. I think the other day, like they just they. I don't think they had any intention of trading with LA. I mean that that's probably my favorite part of this is like, yeah, we'll kind of engage in trade talks with you. We'll like leak. Like I guess Woj tweeted out that they were leaking, or it wasn't Woj. It was uh, Winhorse, Brian Winhorse, saying that like New Orleans was leaking the trade mm-hmm. trade offers. And, and, like, that obviously is going to affect the young, young guys. Like, yeah. it did against the Pacers when they lost by 42. 42. Exactly. And then, it like, it just puts L.A. in a spot where it's like, everyone knows, like, they're just shopping around. Yeah. And, like, they'll, they'll throw offers out there, and you can get them to just keep driving up the price, even when literally no one else is offering. Yeah. And I th- I think that's just, like, what I love about this is, New Orleans has got screwed over by LA before, <laughs> so and that Chris Paul thing, yeah. And so it's just like, and it didn't work out. They they weren't going to do it again. They know, uh, like I think they knew the entire time. We weren't trading him. We're going to wait on Boston and the Knicks to see if they can get the number one pick and then go from there. And I don't, I don't blame LA for not offering like a Herschel Walker type of deal, yeah. But, man, they look so bad in all this. They just pissed off all the young guys. You got Lavar Ball active again. <laughs> like, That's Kuzma it. is saying, like, I am shook by this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Like, it's, like, a side note on the trade deadline. Like, we talk about this from, like, a numbers perspective, from a contract perspective. Like, I don't, I forget a lot of the times that these guys, like, have, like, relationships with, like, people around them. Like, they have working relationships. It's like if you went to work and your boss is like, hey, I traded you to Department C because... Uh, they offered me like two future job <laughs> positions I don't know like yeah. that it would be weird right yeah If you got shipped to like another place or another location or or whatever yeah like, yeah, I get the point of it like Amon Shumpert getting traded like the Kings loved Amon Shumpert all yeah. the players really looked up to him he was like the vet in that locker room it was kind of weird to like for him to like leave he got sent off to a better situation but it was weird and, yeah. th- and like that's a thing whether you're traded or your name's just out there a lot yeah you know? I like there's a few guys like LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, like those guys don't show up in trade talks like ever. Those are the untouchables, right? Like Giannis. Yeah. And like outside of that, like if you're just like a role player, like your name's going to come up a lot and you just got to you got to learn to deal with that. Yeah, it's part of the business. Like if you want to play basketball in the NBA, you kind of have to understand that, but it also sucks too whenever. It doesn't work out. You're traded. Anyway, we can talk about most of the other trades now that we're done talking about yeah. the the tangent things of the trade yeah. line. So the most significant trade we've already started to talk about was the Tobias Harris deal. Which, when that one came across my phone, I was. A little surprised by it. Yeah. And I and it's part of me is just like Philly made a big move already. And they made another <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so the terms of that deal were Tobias Harris, Bobon, and Mike Scott going to Philly, Wilson Chandler going back to the Clippers, Mike Muscala, Landry Shamit. Two future firsts, including that Miami unprotected one, and two future seconds. I'll go into the Clippers. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I. It's crazy to me, but I think the Clippers want the trade deadline. Man, between this and then another couple deals they did that yeah. we'll get to, like, they... And I can't just say, like, oh, it's Jerry West. I mean, I'm sure he's part of it. But, like, man, Lawrence Frank, Doc Rivers, like putting together, like, a team within this trade deadline to complement the team they already have. It's like they got an entire second unit at this trade deadline. Yeah. And, like, it's it's crazy because... And future picks. We, we talked about it at the beginning of the year, um, how they were... had, like, cap space and a lot of, like, one-year expiring deals. Like, if mm-hmm. they're smart, like, they could end up with someone at the end of this. And, like, they got younger and they have still that cap space that they want so like they can go get someone like a Kawhi Leonard if he feels like he doesn't want to stay in Toronto which I think that's part of what they're they're betting on is there gonna be some dudes who are willing to hear this team out because yeah after this deal the the Clippers only have 49 million on the books for next year which I mean that's it's basically nothing and you can make it get down to about 48 if you really want like that's two max cap space slots and then you can still fill in the yeah. fringes and get under the tax without really breaking this team like you still have sga who's a really nice player mm-hmm. um you still have a guy like danilo Gallinari for next year yeah under contract good Lou shooter. Will. yeah lou will still under contract for next year Montrez harrell still under contract for next year like you got some things still. And this is a playoff team right now. Like, mm-hmm. right now, like, you add, like, a Kawhi Leonard. Now you're talking about a top four team in the West? Yeah. I mean, I would think pretty much for sure. If Yeah, Kawhi. And then you can just go get either a bunch of B-list guys or a couple B-list guys or Kawhi and Kimba yeah Kawhi and someone else like that's a dangerous team that's a fun team that at least you put yourself in position even better so now to go to go make that happen because i think that's a a theme of a lot of these deals is not just having a space it's having two so it's appeal to Kawhi or whomever and be like all right pick your guy you want to bring with you convince him and we have the money for him Yeah, I mean the like the Philadelphia. I think both teams kind of won here. Like Philadelphia got their all-in guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys, I guess Mike Scott's a nice player to come off the bench. Boban's the backup center. They've kind of been missing all year. Man, I'm so salty that my um, faults for Vucevic deal didn't work out. You were close. I was close. We'll talk about that later, but. We can, go uh, and get, we can go and get to it, because yeah. it's kind of all fits within the realm of yeah. of what Philly is trying to do here. So, tr- Marco Fultz got traded to Orlando, a number one yeah. pick, traded to Orlando for um, Jonathan Simmons, a 2020 first-round pick and a 2019 second-round pick to Philadelphia. I kind of like that for Orlando, because if it works out, you get... Uh, a former number, a who, former number one pick who's still on his rookie deal, and... Yeah has in moments shown potential he just it's the shooting that's literally it for markel he can play like he can just play through whatever like he doesn't have to have the okay you're playing next to ben simmons and Joel Embiid pressure yeah they're they're not really going for the playoffs orlando would love to make the playoffs but this this isn't about that right this is about like we're just getting young guys who like can grow together because if he can work with Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, and they grow as like a unit for the next, you have them under team control for the next five six years. That's a Eastern Conference playoff team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially in the East where you have the Charlotte's of the world and everything like who have no idea where they're going. I like the the dice roll for Orlando. Like yeah. this is a team who's we've talked about for a long time. Need a point guard and. Maybe he can amount to it and if he can't get on the floor in the next year and a half or so, then he's off your books. Yeah. I mean it like you didn't lose that month, like Jonathan Simmons is a nice player, but it's not like he's He's a role player. He's a role player. Like your picks, whatever, like the second round pick, whatever first round pick could be It's protect it's protected one through twenty. So I think it's actually Oklahoma City's... Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. It's the... It comes full circle. Yeah, so it's like, that pick will probably convey, but it's going to be in the mid-20s. Yeah. So, and, and that second round pick, I... I can't remember who it's originally coming from. It may have been Cleveland. So it's going to be like a good second round pick, but all right, that's fine. You're getting you're taking a chance on a number one on, overall pick. And a guy who deserved to be It's not like Anthony Bennett Right. who was no, like what? a lottery guy at best, like yeah. a late lottery guy who Cleveland took and one. Like Markel Foltz was a pretty I don't want to say clear but majority thought he was going to be like the number one pick like that's worth that gamble if yep. you have and those weren't even really like their picks those were extra picks they'd acquired so yeah i totally get orlando going for it i totally get this for philly yeah like you get a you get a guy to come off your bench you get a a few picks in the future to either basically recoup what you sent to the clippers yeah and that deal that's why i was okay with this like just putting these together is you sent four picks out two first two seconds Got a first and a second back in this Orlando deal. Kind of all works out for Philly for the yeah. most part. Um, yeah, Philadelphia is going to be interesting for the rest of the season going to offseason. I think the Knicks are dangerous, though, for them because I, it just feels like they're warm. Like, if they don't end up getting Kyrie or Ke- Kevin Durant, like it feels like they're warming up to give Jimmy Butler like a max. Money. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how good Philly is with Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid, and, and then let's say they get Tobias back. I don't know what that team exactly exactly is. And the, it's, uh, these it's guys are it's good. But yeah, is it Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston? Good. Mm, probably not. Probably not. It's interesting, but probably not quite as good. Yeah. Um, we can talk about Mark Casal now. I'll say talking about Toronto and, oh, and man. how good they might be, or even better now. This is. Um, Another kind of all-in move, we talked about them um, going after Anthony Davis, I think, in our Anthony Davis podcast. It wasn't quite that, what that amounted to be, because you would have to give up, I think, people like Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, who they're just not quite ready to part with, and I understand. Knowing Kawhi is not a necessarily long-term fit for your team, because who knows where Kawhi is going to go. I don't know. You don't want to give up all the young pieces. Yeah. But that's kind of an interesting sentiment. Like if you felt like Kwai was gonna stay, like you would probably make that deal. I think so. But if they're not getting that signal right now from him, that would make me nervous as a GM. And I think that kind of signals too that Kawhi is probably not gonna stay. <laughs> Which we all assumed. Yeah. You would a Toronto would love to think that he is still considering them I and mean, he might be considering them, but it might be a, a back burner more but yeah you're right I like this deal for Toronto where they get Marc Gasol and to me they really didn't have to send out that much CJ Miles has been struggling for the most part this year he's been all right recently but for the most part he's been struggling Jonas Valanciunas which he just he's been kind of a, a face of Toronto and their team for a while but he's worth giving up in this DeLon Wright's already I think 27. Yeah. So you're okay giving him up. You don't have to deal with his restricted free agency this summer, and then a way out future second round pick. So it's kind of interesting why they like how they came to 2024. Four. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know if Memphis's idea was well. Toronto is going to be good this year. Toronto's going to be good next year, they'll still probably be all right the year after that. So you get one far enough down the line that, well, maybe Toronto's bad by that time. Yeah. And if they're not, well, then it's pretty much the same as it would be now. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't... I'm a little upset at Memphis because, like, you just need to, like, trade your assets. And, like, they're still holding on to Mike Conley And it's like, you're not going to get... And like any more, like he's gonna be a year yeah. older next year. I feel like Memphis just botched this trade deadline. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of the other deals they made, but yeah, they just—I don't know. I feel like one, you should have got more for Gasol than this, and two, it. You, what you were starting to talk about, yeah, like you held on to Conley, okay. You want to use him to retool and not rebuild, <laughs> okay? But then, like, what are you doing again? What are your What's your direction what? here? Valanchunas is what, like 24, 25? Oh, yeah. I think he's like more like 27, 28. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, like, you're in the same situation you were, like, three years ago. Probably. With a worse yeah. player, like, worse center. Like, you're not. Like, CJ Miles is a shooter, kind of, in theory. Delon right, whatever. Like, I, I just don't know, like, what... <clears throat> Maybe those are assets you can flip again in the summer, but like really, like those aren't guys you're keeping long term. Maybe Valanchunas, but like, yeah, he's just kind of like he's not playable in like playoff games when teams go small, and like that's that was one of Toronto's issues. I would say, if anything, he was better suited for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so you're against the Joel Embiid's. So he's 26, turns 27 in May. And he has a player option for next year, so maybe he just opts out. You just bank on him opting out, of yeah, Memphis, and then you just get space. But who's coming but to Memphis? Why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you traded Mark Gasol then for space that <laughs> no one is going to fill. Chandler so, Parsons could fill. <laughs> uh, he's filling plenty of it already. Um, so you're right. Like I don't know where Memphis comes from in this. I re- I think for Toronto, like. This is it. This home run. Yeah, this is probably my favorite deal of the deadline. Um, Was this Mark Solomon And for Toronto. Memphis, it's... The reason I love it so much for Toronto is because it's so bad for Memphis. (laughs) So, that's kind of where I am with this. And I think Toronto, like, same idea as Philly is. At this point, the East, it's four teams. It's wide open on who's going to get it. It's honestly maybe who has Game 7 at home. Yeah. So, you, you go for it. You see if you can you know get past milwaukee which it's possible still it's really them at the top those two teams which we've talked about before it's those two are probably going to pull away a little bit in terms of the standings try and lap them see if you can and i think marcus hall is gonna be a great guy for this team you got to figure out the front court rotation though yeah between abaca siakam Siakam and and now Marcus All. two of those guys can play at the same time, but not all three. Yeah. So I don't know who's coming off the bench. Is it, I, is I, it Gasol? Is I it Abaka? I would say Abaka. I would want Abaka coming off yeah. the bench. But he, knowing him, and from all my time, he's not coming off the bench. Like, he won't come off the bench. And so Marcus All played his first game for Toronto the other day and, and came off the bench and played, I think, like 19 minutes maybe that's just what they want him to be is just like a 20 ish. Yeah, he'll play about 20 minutes. Serge will play about 2025 20, and those last couple minutes. It's just whoever's hot that day. Yeah. Which I think that's not a bad philosophy. Um, if you're Toronto. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like the, um, I'm trying to think, um, I think I saw a stat. It was like the Toronto Raptors are like 28th and elbow touches or something mm-hmm. like that. And like, Marc is going to help with that. I don't know. marcus Gasol's been first for the last, like, five years. I don't know if that, like, elbow touches, whatever, like, inefficient twos, like, how that I think it's more of just since he's such a good passer. That's a good point. Maybe it's another... He can playmaker, but uh, like Kawhi could cut off that Kyle Lowry screen and yeah. roll. I'd say hit some flare screens to the corner. You, you got some options if you're Toronto, I think more so than you had with Valanchunas. Yeah, knowing that Gasol's <clears throat> as good, if not better, of a defender. And then in terms of like the pick and roll, they're both slow, big white guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're probably gonna I, I pop say, more than roll. <laughs> yeah, and and I would trust more of Mark Gasol popping. Out to the three point line than I would Valanciunas, who takes long twos. Yeah. So I'll say neither of them are, are catching lobs. Yeah. That's that's when you. That's true. That's when you have Pascal Siakam and yeah. OG Ananobi and those kind of guys. Um. Yeah, that's gonna be gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, I'll say Nick Nurse's first year. Here you go. Here's, here's Austin Kawhi, Kawhi and Mark Gasol. <laughs> so and I'll Mark say Gasol that's a lot. has been very vocal about some things and it's like, minutes and stuff. And yeah. Like this. But, I mean, that's a different place, and maybe, like, he kind of reigns that back now that he's in a new location, not the face of a franchise. Exactly. All and- right, so, other moves. So after this it's it's kind of moves that i don't know how meaningful these next couple are but they're they're there and they're kind of interesting to me harrison barnes got shipped out of dallas um going to sacramento for zach randolph who is being waived and Justin jackson who i don't care for justin jackson he's does anybody care i don't think so i don't think he was like a top what 10 pick a couple um, of seasons ago he was a lottery pick for sure coming out of north carolina he's like this really long small forward who has an okay shot he's a weirdly like loves to take floaters like that's like his thing but he doesn't have a great dribble to get into the lane to take the floater so yeah he's just kind of a weird guy um to me i wouldn't i mean if you're paying him like the minimum he's fine but nothing really more than that um so for me all this really is though is Dallas is opening up some space this offseason. Yeah. And if they, I don't think they were particularly enamored with Harrison Barnes. Is anybody, like, like he's a fine player, don't get me wrong, but like, do you need him? Like, he, he, I don't know. Yeah. And at $25 million a year, and he's got a player option for next year. Yeah. If he might opt into it, he might opt out if he can get along, if he can, like, get a, Wink, wink. Long-term deal yeah. will come your way if you opt out of this type of a thing. Um, but I, I don't think Dallas wanted to be that team, so I don't. I don't mind them getting off of him, and maybe it's a little more, even more <laughs> touches for Luca um, going forward. Yeah, I would. I I saw that move knowing like they were just doing it for the sake of money, and I instantly thought Chris Middleton <laughs> went to Texas A and M. Man and that, do you think milwaukee's nervous now i think so because like that
1: you everyone a, else is making
0: moves yeah everyone else is going for it chris middleton went to a texas school i i want to look up if he's from texas and that team just cleared out a max spot for him and he's probably gonna get the max this offseason season. I would say it may not be like a five year thing, but like a, four. but like a three or four year deal. He's actually from South Carolina. Um, but he's 27 years old. He, this is his big deal. No, like, this no, is it for him. Uh, no, uh, salary tax. Is that right? In Texas? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Income taxes. Income tax. So you can go down there and probably get a. For, for 100, deal. If you're Chris Middleton, man, you just made the all star game. This team's giving it their best shot. And if it doesn't work out in Milwaukee, like they get balanced in like the second round or the Eastern Conference finals, I wouldn't. He's going to take offers. Like he's going to oh, take absolutely. meetings for yeah. sure. Because. <laughs> you got to drum up your price as much as you can this to me that just screamed chris middleton is more of what dallas needs than a harrison barnes and would fit perfectly next to luca and chris stops. and chris stops, exactly yeah uh it's gonna be hard like what what does mark cuban say like he's a really great salesman so like i don't know that's kind of yeah. kind of gonna be interesting uh, and then you fill in the other guys best you can around um, I mean, they still have good players like Max Kleber. Yeah, who that can be your starting center um, if you want, and then Kristaps. You have Luca. If for some reason this stuff doesn't work out, you can still play guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. And, and everything. So like, they still have guys. Yeah, I would. I want to see what they do at the point guard position going forward because to me, like that trading Dennis Smith Jr. is like kind of opens that up so I'm very interested to see what they do there mm-hmm. but other than that like this Mavericks team like it, it could have like a really fantastic core going forward if they can get just like one more guy and that fits around the Luca yeah so I like this deal for them and for Sacramento then you get we, your guy we've talked about and we talked about last week on the projected trade deadline I would mentioned Boston sending Gordon Hayward to Sacramento in a, in a similar deal boston was getting a little more back than this because i think gordon hayward a little bit more than harrison barnes or or could be anyway if you're sacramento you don't get these guys like you don't get these types of guys to just come to your team so you've got to trade for them or draft them and De'Aaron fox draft buddy healed was part of the demarcus cousins trade you had drafted demarcus cousins i mean really it's like Bielitsa is, like, the only, like, (laughs) free agent that they just got. Guy who uh, turned around from Philadelphia. Yeah, I know. He had already signed with another team and then backed out of it. Um, Even, like, Bogdanovich was acquired in a trade before he had really played in the NBA. So it's like, you don't just get guys if you're Sacramento. So I kind of like them going for this. And if it doesn't work out, he opts out. Okay, you're pretty much in the same spot you were going to be in, but at least you took a shot at it and, and... you live with that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's good for them to get off Zach Randolph, like, whatever, and Justin Jackson, they're probably over with. Like Yeah. They, don't, they had a whole bunch of wings going into the trade deadline, and they got rid of a couple of them yeah. back for one, which is fine yeah i I, i'm overall okay with it i i wondered if they could have done a little more with their cap space they had because they had a lot of open space but at the end of the day like that team's not really looking to spend money yeah they they'd rather hold on to as much as they can and hey i think this helps them push for the playoffs which they want sacramento wants to make the playoffs and harrison barnes is going to be much more helpful than zach randolph justin jackson he's been there he's won a championship yeah whether You would, sell that <laughs> to the owner. Yeah, you can for sure. So I get it from both ends. Um, I'm very interested in what Dallas does with that money, though. That's all of a sudden available. Either this year in buyouts or, or not. Yeah. In the, the off-season. Never underestimate Mark Cuban and what he can do to sell people. Because, mm-hmm. like... Man, if they keep Luca and KP together for the next like 10 years, that's gonna be it. A- then he looks like a genius, and that team is good. They're really good. It's not really good. The next one was kind of a head scratcher for me <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like some of the most confusing guys and teams. I think that's probably it. it's the teams that are really starting me for a loop. Um, Otto Porter getting sent to Chicago. I think Chicago had like a realization that they don't get guys either <laughs> that I don't know if they're quite Sacramento, but they're, they've been dangerously close to the Sacramento level of free agency the what, last couple years. What was the indicator? Melo not decided to come when he was like 20 and like 20, what 15, and when something he, like that, yeah. he signed that big contract with New York again. So they went out and got Otto Porter for, I think a couple more years. Although no one likes auto Porter's contract <laughs> unless you're auto Porter. Um, it's, it's an understandable understandable risk that I think Chicago smartly took on, to be honest. Yeah. I think this was a pretty decent deal for the Bulls. It's the Wizards part, <laughs> which we talked about John Wall and like just that confusing mess of a situation, and Bradley Beal, and now this. So they traded Otto Porter, who they said they weren't going to trade. <laughs> and all they got back to me, like this was a really terrible return. Jabari Parker... <laughs> Um, guy who hasn't played since, like, before he, the new year. <laughs> he's, like, been in the doghouse for the terrible bulls. Bobby Portis, which, I'm a Bobby Portis guy, but he also has been kind of a a wild personality. He's the one who punched Nikola Mirotic and broke his jaw. Um, was that, like, last year? Yeah. Before he got traded to New Orleans. So Bobby Portis, who I think has talent, but it's the everything else. And then a 2023 second-round pick. Like That's all Washington got for a guy who they invested a lot in, said, we're not trading. They turned down other offers for him from earlier in the year, and then they decided, you know what, let's trade Otto Porter and get back very little. Like a guy who's, what, has a player option? Uh, Does Jabari have a player option? I think it's a team option. So, so th- you probably get off Jabari, but you're paying him $20 million this year to finish say- out his contract. <laughs> And then Bobby Portis is in restricted free agent this summer. So to me, I think this is similar to the Sacramento deal. This was a salary dump for Washington. Like you just let go of a former top three pick. I think he was. I think he was number three overall a few years ago. A guy who invested a lot of money in for cap space that again uh, Washington's not very good at using that cap space either like Jesus like they spend it on Yon Mahimi so like I don't I don't know what Washington's thing is if they were just I think but your our point earlier the luxury tax played a big part of this trade deadline and I think that was it like for this deal like this is why Washington made the move Washington's in a real bad situation because like at least at the beginning of the season you could say you had John Wall and Bradley Beal. And now you only have probably half of that. Less uh, than half because Bradley Beal's playing fantastic. And thankfully you have him locked up for an- another couple years. Ooh, but But John Wall, like man, that that man. extension kicks in next year. <sighs> Like so, I, I I I get the like Russell Westbrook's deal is really bad, but it's not to what John this John Wall situation is. Oh no 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 no, it's not that bad. And especially with Wall's injury history, like starting to catch up to him more than Russ's is at this point because they're they're around the same age. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the really confusing part for this team. And then like they kept Trevor Ariza. Oh, also, like that was a move that they didn't make that at $15 million if you were really worried about the the money I feel like you could have got off of. I'm sure but Houston like, would have given you like Eric, uh, not Eric Gordon, Eric. but like they would have given you something. Yeah. Like a and pick at least. So And Houston did make that type of a deal with Amon Shumpert, who I think it's at, like, $11 million. So, like, yeah, they would have been willing to, like, do some things with you. So that's where I'm kind of confused. I mean, they got under the luxury tax this year. But next year, assuming you get off of Jabari Parker, you choose not to bring him back, you're still already at $89 million. Holy God. For a team that probably won't make the playoffs this year. And that $89 million is between five guys. Bradley Beal, John Wall. Yan Mahimi, Dwight Howard. I'm assuming is opting into his five and a half million oh dollar player option. option. Forgot he he's is. a thing. And then Troy Brown, who you had drafted this past year. Like that's your five guys at 89 million. That leaves you about 30 million dollars to fill out the rest of your team. Which that's that's not a lot. I mean, you can do stuff with it. But they've talked about like wanting to bring back Trevor Ariza man if Trevor Ariza got 15 from you this year what do you think he's going to ask next year like probably 10 15 million right and then that's half your space for Trevor Ariza who's not having a good year and is already 33 this is one of those moves like I get Washington wanting to get under the tax money I get it but where's this help you directionally Which I think that's way more important. I'm not a multi-million slash billionaire, so maybe I I don't get it, but where's your team going? I, man, this is worse than Charlotte. I think so. Even though they have more good players than Charlotte does, I think the direction's even worse. Because it's down. Yeah, it's downhill and it's not coming back up anytime soon. And the expectations just are so far off. Whereas Charlotte's, I don't think Charlotte has incredibly high expectations. They think playoffs, but I think they realistically know like they're they're a six, seven, eight if if they fulfill it. Whereas Washington, I'm pretty sure Washington still thinks like they're a top four seed in the East. I mean, that's what Austin Rivers said right before the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, like, they still expected to be, like, one of those teams up there with the Milwaukees and the Torontos. But they're not. They're not even close. Hey man, they're more like Detroit than any other Eastern Conference team. They are. And I think that's a really harsh realization. Yeah. That they are just, they can't, ex- ex- like, accept that. Like, what's the last free agent that decided to, like, go to Washington? Well, that's the thing, like... Because they traded for Trevor Ariza. Yeah, they, they dra- drafted. Yeah, they've drafted Oubre, they drafted Beal, they drafted Wall. I mean, I'm very seriously like Jan Mahini, Dwight Howard is like that type of a, a guy. Jeff Green this year, like they they don't get free agents. Ugh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Good for Chicago for getting Otto Porto, though, out and, of that situation. <clears throat> yeah, it's not a great deal, but in terms of like his contract, but you, for what you are, for what you've been getting in free agency, this is essentially your equivalent Yeah, and you could go ahead and get off the Javari Parker thing. Yeah. Get out from under that, whatever that was. You tried it. It didn't work. Cool. Move on. (laughs) That's an understatement. It didn't work. (laughs) It didn't work. It, it did not work. (laughs) And then the last to me, significant deal out of this trade deadline was, um, Milwaukee. So like we talked about the top of the East, um, we talk about Philly. We talked about Toronto, and now Milwaukee. Going out and get Nikola Miritich. I love this. This is like if Mark Gasol was my my one A favorite. This is like my one B favorite. Yeah. So Miritich, This is a three team deal. It started out as kind of like a two team and developed into a three team. Um, so Nikola Mirotic goes from the Pelicans to the Bucks. Thon Maker goes from the Bucks to the Pistons. Stanley Johnson goes from the Pistons to the Pelicans along with Jason Smith and four oh, second round picks whoa. so New Orleans gave up Nikola Mirotic got back a, a young guy in Stanley Johnson who I think he's about to hit RFA so okay you can decide what you want to do with him whatever Jason Smith is just a bench guy and four second-round picks. Maybe some of those are in the 30s. Some of those are more in the 50s. But picks, you can use them however you want to use them. And for a team like New Orleans, that's kind of the direction I want them to go down. Yeah. So you, you capitalize on Nikola Mirotic really about as best you could. And in all of this, that makes Milwaukee like a significantly better team that I didn't know if they would be able to pull it off at the deadline so that's what really impresses me yeah gives you some more depth three point shooting he's like hitting 38% I think 30. on like attempts like it's not just a couple of game like yeah. that's part of his repertoire um, yeah this is a really good deal for them I love this a- Round a- Giannis with shooters I mean, like that's surround LeBron James with playmakers, and uh, it's supposed to work, yeah. apparently, according to the Lakers. Anyway, um, yeah, this uh, like it, it works out for Milwaukee. Like they get off Don Maker. He was a lottery pick. What didn't really end up. He was an experiment. Like they yeah. knew that. Yeah, he was a reach at the time. But they, at that point, that's what they were going for. Yeah, taking a swing. Um, New Orleans gets Stanley Johnson. Like he gets a fresh start. Yeah, and maybe you find ways to, like, fit him in. You know, maybe you want to bring him back. Maybe you want to bring back Julius Randle. That's a nice 4-5 pairing. Yeah, like, that's something for New Orleans. It's not like you just gave him away for pennies. Right. Four second-round picks, though, for New Orleans. I like that, because you can package them to move up in the second round, the late first round, or just use them. New Orleans has done an okay job in the second round. like They got a guy like Kenrich Williams yeah. who's playing well for them this year. And that that's the thing. You find a guy like a Draymond Green in the second yeah. round, and that changes your organization yep. and direction of your organization. And And for a team in New Orleans who's the... The cap is against them yeah. because of the contracts they have. Filling out your team with relatively young, cheap players who are okay—maybe they're not great, but they're okay. Like that's how you fill out your bench and not deal with the salary cap in such an awful way, like they have been. You can let them play and kind of tank to be bad, yeah, and let them grow. And if they're good, then great. Process. And maybe the more the realistic, maybe it's not Draymond, maybe it's Robert Covington. That, that's Tights. fine. That's a yeah. player you if need. If you can get four second round picks and find one of those type of guys, that's a win, yeah. to be honest. Because most of the time, second round picks aren't they those don't types work of out. guys. I don't remember the last, like, the, there's very few second round picks. Like, following Oklahoma City as an avid yeah. fan, there's not many that play. Yeah. Like, period. Exactly. Like, if anything, like, you have just as good of a chance to find an unrestricted um, or undrafted yeah. fr- free agent. As you do a second round pick, it feels like so much of the time. So, yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm cool with it really for everyone. In Detroit, like, you didn't want to deal with Stanley Johnson and that particular, that like potential restricted free agency. Take a chance on Thon Maker. Okay, that's fine. Like, he's still got, I think, another year left on his contract. And yeah, he plays the same position as Andre Drummond, but you don't need him to start. You're taking a swing. Cut can- Interesting that Andre Drummond's name didn't get floated around more around the trade deadline. I know that, like, that's been rumored some. Kind of rumored in, like, a Marc Gasol type-ish yeah. of thing or, or Mike Conley type-ish of thing. But you're right, never really seemed to gain any traction. So weird, but, I mean, like, thought McCurr, McCurr, yeah, that's how you actually say his name. Um, uh, uh, Kind of fun. I mean, like, can jump out the building. Maybe can play next to Blake, like, if staggered min- minutes. So, yeah. Detroit doesn't make the playoffs, right? Like, they're just, like, outside right now. I don't think so. That That's where they are right now. I think they're, like, three games out of the Eastern Conference playoffs. So, yeah, I don't think it really hurts them any more than they were in. Yeah. So, and maybe this is just acknowledgement of let's get a lottery pick and and see where that goes. You want to talk about side trades? Just run through them? Yeah, I'll say we- let's just run through these real quick. Um. You're know, just alternate with it. Yeah. All right, I'll start. So Reggie Bullock goes from Detroit to the Lakers in return Detroit gets Svi Mikhailov. Man, that's a that's a name. Yeah. Man, typing it on, just <laughs> on our Google Doc was hard enough. <laughs> um, so Avery Bradley to Memphis, uh Michael Green and Garrett Temple to Los Angeles Clippers. Loved loved it. Man, that's a good move for Los Angeles. Like I said, the Clippers basically got like a good bench unit back in these <laughs> trades. Um, um, James Ennis going to Philly and in return, Houston gets a, a future second round pick swap. Um, again, Houston is trying to get under the luxury tax here, which kind of sucks. You had to give up like a good or decent rotation piece, but I guess I get it. If he, if he wasn't in your playoff plans and that's yeah. really what's important is playoffs and money. Yeah. I get it for Houston, I guess. Um, uh, Alec Burks and 2020 second round pick to Sacramento, Iman Chumpert and cash to Houston. Um, uh, uh what is this? Wade Baldwin waived, Nick Stasius waved and twenty twenty-one second round pick to Indiana. Uh Marquise Chris, Brandon Knight, twenty nineteen first round pick and twenty twenty-two second round picks to Cleveland. Yeah. Man, that was like it it started off as like just Chris or not Chris, um, Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin in a deal, and then like they kept getting moved, so it kind of <laughs> turned into like a four deal, and all of this um, really confusing. But hey, Cleveland got a uh, first round pick from Houston out of it, and Houston got a on Shumpert, and the other teams were there. That's good. So fine. I, yeah, worked out. Um, one of the more interesting ones on these side trades: Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington um, getting sent from Miami to Phoenix. Ryan Anderson getting sent from phoenix to miami wayne ellington then got waived by the suns which wasn't really surprising but then he got scooped up already by detroit that's kind of interesting so detroit you got or you lost reggie bullock but you got wayne ellington I and Svi Mikhailov. i don't know if i would have chosen detroit as my <laughs> i'm wondering location. if he talked to them about like look if I come to you now will you give me like a long term deal yeah. to finish off my career even though they can't technically discuss that um, but hint, tampering. Hint, hint hint wink wink yeah cause we're calling Detroit out for tampering <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever gonna accuse Detroit of tampering ever yeah. again First time on this podcast. Last time <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, this is the head scratcher for me of the trade deadline. Mike Beasley, who ended up getting waived. And uh, how do you say his first name? Ziva? Ziva? Oh, so, Ivaka Zubach. Oh. Look at you. I know, To the I Los know. Angeles Clippers. Mike called to the Los Angeles Lakers. So, <gasps> he got rerouted after getting sent from Philly to the Clippers. What in the world? Yeah, I know, right? Why'd you give up Zubach? Why'd you give up a, t- a young asset for Mike Muscala? Can anybody explain this to me? I, I was telling Matt off there, it feels like the front office of the Lakers just got hammered like right before the trade deadline because they couldn't land Anthony Davis and they, they just like accidentally called the Clippers and like, hey, you want this guy? And like, yeah, did you seriously get off of Zubach because you had to get off of Mike Beasley. Did Mike Beasley cause you to get off? a one-year contract. (laughs) I know. Just wave him. (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, I'm very confused um, by the Lakers doing this. Um... Yeah, so weird. So, so weird. And then last one. um, Wesley Johnson goes from the Pelicans to the Washington Wizards. In exchange, Markeith Morris and a 2023 second-round pick goes to the Pelicans. Markeith Morris then got waived. He's been hurt. He's had, like, a neck injury. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure um, when he's going to be back. Hopefully by the end of this month, though, is is kind of the idea I I heard. And then he could be a buyout since he's getting waived, like, a guy that— um, some teams sh- should be for sure taking a look at um, closing out this season, and then getting into just other buyout moves. Wes Matthews got waived by the Knicks. He's part of the Kristaps deal. Signs with the Pacers. Interesting so, move for the Pacers. Again, kind of the uh, same idea I, I think with Wayne Ellington is finish your year with them and then because Indiana has some space. Yeah. this, this offseason is then like do it because you know like or you think you can get kind of a long-term deal with them a last three-year deal or whatever it is sure um we mentioned Wayne Ellington already Corey Brewer was really good for the 76ers and then when his 10 days ran up his 10-day contracts like I guess Philly didn't want to give him like a contract for the end of the year so he went and signed a 10-day with the Kings and again Kings pushing for the playoffs interesting little move there this one Is going to hit close to home for you. Alex Sabrinas got waived. Yeah, this is really sad. We were talking about this before we started recording. He was playing the best basketball of his career. Like, he was starting to turn into a really good defensive player and hit threes on the other Mm -hmm. end. Apparently, it's a personal issue. It's been a personal issue. He He didn't play for like a month and then came back and got waived. Um, So, whatever is going on there, I feel for him. Like, that's unfortunate. And basically gave back like... He was owed another, like, $1.8 this year. Basically just gave it all back to the Thunder. That's so weird. Like, that never happens, right? I know, right? Like, I mean, buyouts, like, you give money back, it happens. But, like, not for this type of a guy. Like, it happens to Zach Randolph. Right. But, like, not Alex Abrinas, who is, like, still a good youngish player who should be, like, really helpful for you. Yeah. It's a weird situation. I... I wonder if we'll ever hear the full story. I'm very interested to hear the full story, but I doubt we will. Maybe, yeah. So last uh, few others. Ennis Cantor got waived by the Knicks. We all kind of saw that coming. Um, Marcin Gortat got waived by the Clippers. Kind of had a log jam up front there. And especially getting Zubac yeah. kind of secured that. So Gortok got waived. Milos Teodosic also got waived by the Clippers. Um, Omri Caspi got waived by the Grizzlies. Ben McLemore got waived by the Kings. Shelvin Mack got traded to Atlanta and then waived. Greg Monroe got traded to the Nets and then got waived. I was shook when you told me earlier in the year that he's like 28. I know, right? And I so I watched the, was it the Toronto-Philly game yeah. that I had for the game of the week? Like, he played fine. Like, don't get me wrong, he's not a starting center in the NBA anymore, but he's a perfectly fine backup center. His game is limited. We know this. It's been limited. But if you're a playoff team and you need, like, a third center or, like, a fourth big kind of an idea, go pick up Greg Monroe. He's honestly just about as good as Gortat is at this point. So lots of guys who have already been waived. Um, that I think could be really helpful to playoff teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few other names, Robin Lopez types of the world start popping up also this week before the All-Star game. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting buyout market. Shelvin Mack's going to be an interesting. He's been really good yeah. the last like two years. So, um, yeah, I think he's a guy, like if you're looking for like maybe just some guard depth, if you're a playoff team, really useful guy. He would, he would be someone like if I'm like the Celtics that we have an open roster spot. That I would, if we're going to go sign someone, and you're worried about Kyrie's health, I I wouldn't be surprised if Shelvin Mack's like a guy. You, yeah, you go at least look at talk and talk to pick up not the just, phone and call. And, you know, not just the Celtics. I say that because I I think of the Celtics and everything, like A yeah. potential move. But like teams out there, like if you're wondering about like a third point guard or like that that fifth guard that you could just have on your roster in case something happens. Shelvin Mack's like a good guy for that. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're going to get into probably my favorite topic that we'll do the rest rest of the podcast. We're going to do All-Star Redraft. Redrafts in in general are just really fun to me. Um, Matt's going to be LeBron. Of course. (laughs) And I'm going to be Giannis. So Matt... Uh, Picks first. We must draft eight other starters and then reserves. Yeah. So since I'm LeBron, LeBron starts with the first pick on the starters, but then it goes back where you, Giannis, gets the first reserve pick. So you'll get the last starter pick and the first reserve pick. Mm, So Snake draft. Yeah. Um, So I'll start us off. um, I'm LeBron, and I'm probably going to keep what he had. I'm going to go Kevin Durant for my first one. Because I very much believe in the tampering (laughs) of all this. I'm very much on board here. I mean, you kind of got to go with that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Now I'm on the clock, huh? Um, uh, If we're going with the tampering, I'm going to take Kawhi. I'm going to differ. (laughs) And I'm going to go with Kawhi. Alright. Because I want... I mean, like, Steph's still out there, but whatever. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> so, Giannis took Steph in this spot. Yeah, he did. And, but I want to have fun. I want to dunk. I don't need deep threes. <laughs> so, part of me, let me see if this will work out. Let me go. I want to take Steph then. Okay. So, yeah, I want him. You want Steph? You can deal with that awkwardness in the locker room. I don't care. You can't tamper openly when you have two mates in the. Watch me. <laughs> Watch me. Um, okay. Uh. I'm gonna go with Kyrie then. Ah, dang it! <laughs> uh, now you can't really tamper. I've really yeah. screwed you over. <laughs> uh yep. This is shot. Um. Oh goodness, 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 goodness. Um get you all beat out of here. Um <laughs> James Harden. Ooh. Yeah. James Harden. Um, that's interesting. He was like taken like seventh originally. Yeah, he, he was a little bit later. I guess no one wants to play ISO ball in the all-star game. Uh, if I'm LeBron, I'm not really looking to play in the all-star game. <laughs> so that's a fair point. Um I'm gonna take Paul George. Yeah. Uh, so that leaves Kimba, and that leaves Joel Embiid. Um, I'm I'm gonna take Kimba. I don't want Joel. Okay. I like this. So your what's your so my starting so it goes LeBron, KD. Steph, Harden, Kemba. So Steph and Kemba <laughs> on my backcourt Harden, KD, LeBron is the front court. That's gonna be. That would be an interesting All Star team. This is like the ultimate spacing a lot around LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I have starting. Uh, so Kawhi, Kyrie, PG, and uh, Giannis and Joel Embiid. You have the biggest. <laughs> I also with, could kind of defend, like one through five for the most part. Giannis, <laughs> Giannis, Kawhi, Paul George, Embiid. <laughs> That's like four power forwards <laughs> <laughs> slash centers. But I love it. You're going full Kings here. Oh, with, absolutely. Uh, with Kyrie. Hey, half these guys can shoot. So yeah, I'm, oh, I know. Like, like it I'm kind of with- don't get me wrong. It kind of works. <laughs> I love like the complete opposite styles here in this. I mean, I, I I wasn't gonna allow you to tamper, so I can't have I'm that. All right not with on, that. Not on my watch. I'm trying to get quiet to come to Milwaukee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, all right. So now I get to pick again with the yeah. reserves. Yep. Oh, give me Damian Lillard. He's mm. like my. Mm. That's that's your guy. That's my guy. I get that. I yeah. want him shooting logo shots. Go, go. Match for match. Uh, yeah, I get that. Um, AD. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. One, because we have no size otherwise anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But also, tampering. Tampering. You gotta go with this idea of tampering. You can't, you can't just... um, You can't play for matchups in the All-Star game. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, man. Who do I take? I still want some shooting. I think... So, I'm gonna go with Clay. Yeah, that's a good pick there. So, he's not the next best player available, but I'm taking him because I wanna fight. Let's go, let's go, Russell Westbrook. Ooh! Now apparently we're supposed to trade at some point, but I'm not doing that. I so, like my roster right now. No, I'm keeping it. And then also I got Russ, and I got Harden, and I got KD. The old th- so oh reuni- man, you're breaking reunite right now. Out. Oh, that's that's sad. Um, okay, um, we haven't picked anybody from the East in the reserves. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and rub it in your face because he's, <laughs> he's an all-star. Watch him go for like 30 in the, in the game. He, I'm just going to feed him the things. ball. Because he's a free agent too this summer, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So, And hey, if you're Milwaukee, Eric Bledsoe, D'Angelo Russell wouldn't mind. Um, Alright, so what what are we going to do here? What are we going to do? Um, let's go... I don't, I don't love where I'm gonna go with this, but uh, yeah, let's go, let's have a fun team. Nikola Jokic, oh man, he was gonna be my next pick. Next pick, I just, I want to see him. Like this is just like the ultimate passing team with Harden, Steph, LeBron, Jokic. That's a fun team. Westbrook, yeah. Oh man, I, I wish Victor Oladipo wasn't injured here because I would take him. He would be a really nice player to have on an all-star team. Um, I haven't really... I'm going to take Ben Simmons. I thought about doing a clutch thing. Clutch sports coming through yeah. with uh, AD and, and LeBron, but I couldn't do it. Rich Paul can Now we've got two like point forwards on this team who yeah. can't shoot. <laughs> it's all right. Stagger. Stagger. Um hmm hmm, hmm hmm let's go. I think I know who I'm taking next. Um Yeah. Let's go uh Blake Griffin. See, now you're just going to take all the big guys. I might and I I don't I won't have a backup server. Actually, I'm going to take Carl Anthony Towns here. That was the other one I was considering. But I think, I don't love it, but I, I think LeBron would rather play with Blake Griffin than oh, Anthony absolutely. Towns. Oh, absolutely. So, and then Giannis and Cat can do like some like northern things, like playing play the <laughs> snow or whatever. <laughs> uh Hmm, who we got left? We got Lamarcus Aldridge left. Bradley Beal got Chris Middleton, Nikola Vucet Um, let's go, Bradley Beal. Yeah, he deserves some more love. That's good. I, And it would be heresy if I didn't choose my teammate here, Chris Middleton. Yeah. So, that leaves what we got. Vucevic. Um, Yeah, we got Vucevic, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Kyle Lowry. So, let's see here. Um, Vucevic, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kyle Lowry. Um... Uh, Kyle Lowry I think LeBron respects him Yeah, so that's fair So now we got Vucevic and Lamarcus Aldridge Oof Um Alright, did it? I already took Cat Dang, why did I take Cat so early? Um I'm gonna take Lamarcus Aldridge I'm personally not a Lamarcus Aldridge guy So I'm perfectly fine when you leave me Vucevic I like him. You can tamper with him because he's a free, he's free agent. agent. <laughs> and also, try and get that discount. So now this comes down to Dirk and D Wade. Yeah. So it's it, t- it's you right now. Oh, still. I'm taking Dirk. Yeah. You can have D Wade. Give, give me and, give me Dwayne. You can lose your 2011 finals all over again. That's fine. Just I want to see lobs <laughs> from from Wade to LeBron. Um. Okay. So who's your team? So, all right, so, rundown. So, LeBron, KD, Steph, Harden, Kimba starts. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Nikola Jokic, Blake Griffin, Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry, Nikola Vucevic, and Dwayne Wade coming off the bench. Man, that's, I don't, you might have drafted a better team than I did. I don't know. It's just one of those, like, what skill sets do you want, or do you care, or are you just directing, like, your friends? When when it's, like, 180 to 181, my team's (laughs) going to be able to defend. That's a good point. Uh, So, I have, starting Kawhi, Kyrie, Paul George, uh, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. Coming off the bench, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson... um, D'Angelo Russell, Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Middleton, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Dirk. It's not a bad team. It's just, I don't know, like, for some reason, like, it's a weird mix of shooting and large, (laughs) large human beings. (laughs) It is. And like, Part of me is, like, I love that, though. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, everything, like, I feel like the NBA just, like, hates right now of, like, just big guys and, and like, some kind of shooters. I really, like, I like Kyrie, having Kyrie and Kawhi. Yeah, and, like, it's one of those, like, I feel like the team would try, like, weirdly hard. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think the NBA would love that, though. As if, like, a try-hard team. In this. What if it ended up being, like, 150 to 75? Like, just something? a route. Because, <laughs> like, Steph's, like, personal challenge is, like, not to shoot it within half court. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm... And, like, as Giannis, I'm trying to dunk it on Steph again. And the, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would just, like... I just want, like, essentially, like, just little mini-games to be played. Yeah. Like harden in step to see like who can make like the longest shots and yeah. stuff like this. Like that's just what I want in an all star game. Like I don't want the like, a game. Whatever. To be honest, shorten the quarters. Or yeah. like ten minutes or something. Yeah. Eight minutes. So, yeah, eight minutes. Something like that. Play like a college game or less. And you know, just tell you that kind of a thing. Like do like little mini challenges yeah. like with them. Like get some guys mic'd up on some bets. Yeah. Like that's what I want. Even though, like, your team would be, like, just, like, such a try-hard team. Um, oh, yeah. And, I'm and telling you before like, the game, we're going, to, we're going for the win. We're going for the throw. <laughs> my team's like, don't shoot within the three-point line. <laughs> 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 like, that. that's just so much what I want an all-star game to be. Yeah. For, for this type of a thing. Yeah. That's fun. Um, Joel Embiid's kind of an interesting starter. <laughs> like, he's really the only true, true center. Ben. Yeah. I know, right? Because on like the original guys put in um the three front court guys from the west were paul george and then lebron and kd they're no sinners no. no yeah. in that and even in the east it's it's Giannis, who's kind of like a big but he's not he's not five but he's a big along with Kawhi, who's Really, more before, yeah, and well, like a big five. guys, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, like it's kind of interesting that he is like the really only true center out of a lot of these guys. Like Cats, pretty much a five. Jokic is a five. Even Anthony Davis isn't a five, though. Middle, yeah, t- or uh, Vucevic is a five. So, but yeah, you're right. Like center, like true centers, just not a thing in this All Star game. Kind of a trend of the league. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. a Trend here. That's true. Um, yeah, I this, this I like doing redrafts. Like we did a redraft a few pods ago, mm-hmm. and they're always fun. We're always gonna keep doing them. Like they're always gonna be segments. Well, um, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, and and like you get to see these guys a little bit, or you just like no, let's just take this in a completely different direction. <laughs> see, it's like the ultimate like what if game yeah. that like we love to play with the NBA and like what could have been things. Yeah. Absolutely so let's move on to the game of the week Matt who's your game of the week so it's a short week because of the all star game yeah. um, takes away a lot of those late week weekend games so my game's on Wednesday Warriors at Blazers um, should be a fun one 9.30pm central time on ESPN I have Golden State 128 Portland 123 hopefully it's a high scoring game Yeah, they're always fun games when these two teams get together. And at Portland, always makes for some some weirdly good games. Um, I've got your team, the Celtics, the new look 76ers. We need a bounce back. On Tuesday, uh, the 12th. February 12th, 7 p.m. Central Time. It's on TNT. I think the Celtics will win 117 to the 76ers, 109. I need them to come out like mad. I need, yeah. I need someone to come need out. You need Scary and Terry a, back. Yeah. Uh, I really hope Kyrie's back for that. I wouldn't be surprised with that right knee tweak if he's not. But I would love for him to be back for that game. Yeah. It's going to be interesting going forward with the 76ers and Celtics because I think the Celtics have won most of the matchups this year. Yeah, no, it feels like Celtics has had their the, the number of the 76ers so far. And Celtics, like, they've been hot. They they lost these couple to the LA teams, but they've been hot up until that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is, was those couple games just a, a mental slip, or is it something more? And, and Philly now has has a team. Yeah, they have a team. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Couch Game Podcast. We appreciate your listen. I know we've gone over our one hour. Yeah. We're at one hour and 20, but trade we, deadline, trade deadline. Can't expect much or can't expect much less than yeah. that. Um, this has been a fun podcast, Matt basketball. is good. But basketball is fun. NBA. It's full NBA season. There is no college basketball games going on right now. I know that, that Duke, Virginia men's oh, college basketball s- game. Stop it. That, uh, <sighs> zion whatever. tank for zion this uh, i don't know whatever once we'll see once he gets into nba draft it's weird playing against like 18 year olds who are actually like 18 year olds and 19 year olds like yeah. zion's like a 25 year old at this point he's different whatever remember just follow us on twitter like us on facebook i didn't mention at the top of the show we had a facebook but we have a facebook. Um, Make sure you're subscribed to us if you're not on your preference of podcast service. Thank you so much again for listening. We'll see you back next week.